Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Smash Pop. They are here. They are a nightmare. But they are as real as the terror you feel. Yeah, no lads. No lads. Here now in this city, in the middle of a modern city. Leslie Ann Down and the star of Remington Steel, Pierce Brosnan, like you've never seen him before, in a terrifying story of the supernatural. If you've never been frightened by anything, you will be frightened by nomads. Hello and welcome to SmashPod, a podcast celebrating all the Bond films by those who enjoy, hate, or you know, just aren't asked about them. Hosted by me, John Rain. It's side special time again, and this week we are tackling the awful problem of homeless ghosts that are plaguing communities. Can we help them by hitting them and swearing at them in French? Well, let's find out. Yes, it's nomads. And joining me to take erotic photographs and do the best French accent ever is author of the amazing Mr. Gumbooks, as well as many others, Andy Stanton. Andy isn't on Twitter, but his Wikipedia says that he's a blues singer. So there's that. Uh, yeah, there is that, but it's not true. I don't know who put it up. I've never put up anything on my Wikipedia page. I Have think, you not? No, I think if you put up stuff on your own Wikipedia page, you've lost. Is that true? Well, it's just my opinion, really. I like to, I like to earn it to have, made, you know, had my head enough above the radar that someone feels compelled to do that for me. Hmm. Yeah. So you've never touched it. I've never touched it. And who does these things? I don't know. Actually, I did once see on there. <laughs> I've, I've touched it once, which right. was to remove an enormous slur. That I, I don't know who was responsible for it, but I have a, I have my suspicions. Right. Someone said that um, the Mr. Gum books had been uh, criticised for being anti-Semitic. Goodness <laughs> or me. Showing, which, it did say citation needed. There is no citation. Mm. No. So no. I took that fellow down in a hurry, I can tell you. I, I bet. But yeah, but I ain't no blues singer. Oh, I bet you've got a lovely voice, though. I've got a lovely harmonica. Yeah? Yeah. I use a harmonica when I talk to children yeah. in schools and book events. It's a secret weapon, mm. which any kids listening to this now now know about. So There ain't no kids listening to this, baby. Really? Oh, yeah. Fucking A! Yay! Wank! Yeah. <laughs> Fanny. <laughs> we. Yeah, we. We nips. <laughs> um, 
So nomads. So nomads. basically, basically, when I when I thought, oh, Andy would be good for this. Yeah. Um, let's try and find a film that we ha- not an obvious one. Right. And it was also on YouTube. Yeah. So it's convenient for you. Yeah, it's free. Nomads. Nomads. Yeah. And I plenty thought, of mads. Plenty of mads. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought Pierce Brosnan's in it. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. Except he's. He's kind of in it, but he's not in it, if well, you know what I mean. Well, he's very much in it, but he's very much playing a Frenchman, isn't he? Yeah. Which seems like a ridiculous decision for two reasons. Mm-hmm. Well, one is he's not French, yes, right? Yes, and, and, I mean, he's quite a good actor, Piers Brosnan, isn't he? Is he a very good actor? He's, he's all right. He's not, I mean... Don't he's not ju- going to win an Oscar, is he? N- not like that. Not like this. I mean, no. don't... He's not going to win an Oscar. Ugh. I mean, don't... Why, why hobble a fairly good actor mm-hmm. by giving them... You know, the, the brief of having to play for... Unless there's a good reason and it adds to the story. But guess what? It doesn't make a blind bit of difference. He could except be it English, just he him. could be Irish, he, he could, could be, be Scottish. Yeah, I mean, the no most difference. important thing about him is he plays an anthropologist. But yeah. the French anthropologist, yeah, that's not needed. The only reason I can think of it is I read on Wikipedia, which we now know is not true. Right, that's true. Uh, that Gerard Depardieu was approached to play the part, which would for the part would have made sense because he's French. But as you say, it would have made no difference to the to the film. But why did they get married to that? I mean, I don't know. You know, why didn't they just have him in a massive Gerard Depardieu mask then? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know. There was a no. lot of unusual things about this film, or, or sort of, uh, let's say, misguided. Well, Pierce Brosnan at this point, this is 1986. Right. He was hot. Oh, it was from the 80s. Yeah. Oh, did you look, not realise? No, it didn't look like and sound like that at every second. <laughs> Um, Pierce Brosnan was doing Remington Steel at this point. Oh yeah, so he was sexy and hot. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a weird project. I think he. I think I read that he wanted to do it because it was so different. I <laughs> really. Yeah, that's one word for it. Polite. I am um, very polite. I. Uh, I have quite a bit of face blindness, so although I knew Pierce Brosnan was in this film, I didn't. I wasn't sure that was him until about twenty-five minutes in. Be- yeah. Because I thought maybe he's just got a bit part or something, and this guy. Why is he doing a French accent? I didn't think he was French-French, but I thought... No, no. But it, basically, I figured out that it was Piers by um, running that Michael McIntyre line through my head. Michael McIntyre describes himself... And I, for the record, I'm not a big Michael McIntyre fan, but... I'm glad you said that. Yeah, not going to go further. that'll go on your Wikipedia. <laughs> and he's a big fan of I'd Michael I'd take McIntyre. that down. That's worse than the anti-Semitic thing. But um, <laughs> I... Uh, and now you know what I think of Michael McIntyre. And Jews, possibly. But... Um, <laughs> I uh, yeah I um he has got one good line about he has, he's literally got, he's got one good line about saying that people often think that he looks like Pierce Brosnan with a mouthful of sweets. So what I was trying to do to figure out whether this Pierce Brosnan was add a mouthful of sweets in yeah. my head and see if he looked like David, um Michael McIntyre. Michael McIntyre. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so it's him. The beard throws you though, doesn't it? Oh yeah, the beard. You throws don't often you as see well. Pierce with a big beard. No, I, apart I, from in Die Another Day. Right, uh, do, yeah. is he, has he got a beard and die another day? He has, after his torture. Oh, you do Bond films, don't you? I do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm, we will talk about that a bit, won't we? Because I, yeah. I do like Bond, but yeah. I, don't, I don't even remember what uh, Bond's Brosnan is in, but uh, die another day. Yeah, that's one. Of, that was his last one. That was it. He's well, got, he, he has to wear a beard. He that. wasn't viewed to a kill, was he? No, that, that was, was Roger Moore. That was, oh, was that Roger Moore? Is that Roger Moore's last one? Yes. Oh, talking Bond, folks. Yeah. Well, everyone's here for that. Yeah, I know. You know. So, But you run out of them, you've got to do Nomads now. Well, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You can edit that one out. No, <laughs> oh, no so um, But we start by looking into an Eskimo's face. I think all films should start like that. Did, Except was, we don't see was his Was it face. a photo or is it... It was a, a photo, was but like, the camera just kept going into the blackness I, in the hood. I've got to tell you, I forgot about that. 
I've, I mean, I definitely watched the film, but I forgot about that. Because well, I've written down here because it starts, there's a Blur song. It sounds like a Blur song. Look inside an Eskimo. Right. He's all right. A proto-Blur song, because this is 86. Yeah. 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 Look into an Eskimo, he's all right. Well, there's that Blur song, Look oh. Inside America. They're all right. Oh, right. I'm well out of my depth there, aren't I? You are a bit. Oh, yeah. I might be wrong as well. That's okay. Someone I like Sly Stone. Do you? Yeah. He was very good in Rocky, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He was brilliant in Rocky. <laughs> was he? Yeah. That was a joke about Sylvester Stallone. Oh, no, I, I, I got it. I was a bit slow. Oh. Let, let's talk in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Was it your fault? It was my fault. It was my choice. We could have done this in the afternoon after about three pints. I know. Sorry. As is the usual smirk. Sorry, way. everyone. This is how it's going to be. But I have this morning. I've had joyless tea, tea and water. Have you? Had. Yeah. I can't help you. I know. You didn't even know I'd come from far away, did you? No. What? Did you come from a land down under, or did you come from the land of the Eskimos? Are you a nomad? I am a nomad. Oh, hello. I am. Uh, yeah. But there's we'll a brilliant line well, I want to come to, yeah. There's, yeah. One, there's one brilliant line in this film. <laughs> there's, there's, yeah, there's definitely one. Yeah. I was trying to think of any more. There isn't. Yeah. No, there's not. I hope we've got the same one. Well, we'll get there. Yeah. Um, but it's directed by John McTiernan. I don't know if you know who he is. Tell me. He, after basically, I'll, I'll put you in a scenario. Arnold Schwarzenegger goes to see Nomads, mm-hmm. right? Comes out of it and thinks, I want this man to direct Predator. No, he directed Predator. That's funny because... And I'm, Die Hard. That's insane. Yeah. Hold on. Uh, what, you, and The Hunt for Red October. Well, I was going to say that the direction, I'm seriously, <clears throat> is, is absolutely adept plus. And he wrote this as well. Writing, not so no, much. No, 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 But, I mean, the guy could... I mean, well, yeah, that, that's the only thing that is above average in this mm. film. Yeah. It does. It looks slick. It mm. looks like a pop video all the way through. Yeah, it does. I mean, if you have Adam Ant in there. By the way, do you know what Adam Ant's character's called in this? No, I don't. What's he called? I, I, well, funnily enough, they, they do the cast by um, alphabetical order at the end. Yes, I so, noticed that. So Adam Ant's... His, uh, Adam Ant plays the head nomad, right? <laughs> and uh, his, his character... Is uh, is called number one, which ironically he hadn't, you know, been number one in the charts for quite a while. If uh, it had been more apt to his chart position since 1985, mm. he might have been better off being called number fifty, nice. number thirteen, number forty-seven, <laughs> number thirty-two, number forty-five, or number one hundred and fifty-four. Oh, thanks, Wikipedia painful. UK positions, Adam. Wikipedia's all right now, isn't it's it? It's all right sometimes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he, you know, his agent didn't want to do it, but he was adamant. Oh, horrible. He I'm, out I'm out of here. I'm out of here. So long, pal. You just uh, do music for the rest of the thing. Um, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, but no, uh, it does look like a pop video. And if you have adamant playing number one, mm. it's, it's going to contribute to that feeling. It's either well. him, I feel, at this point, or Billy Idol. But Billy Idol's massive at this point in the 86. Yeah. So, and, uh, right. Adam, uh, yeah, and Adamant is on the wane. He's on the skids. Gets to be number one He's for a while. He's living in a black van, as we see. Yeah, oh, quite a team, right? Yeah, like, very, yeah. The nomads, should we, are we getting into this now? Well, do, yeah. you, do you want to lead it? Well, I was going to lead it. You lead, lead it, because yeah. just when you said the van, I just... Well, to, we'll get there. We'll yeah, right. I was just going to say, it starts off with um, Dr. Flax. Yes. Waking up from a horrible dream. Yes. We don't see the dream, do we? Oh, she sees the Eskimo's face, doesn't she? I don't know. She wakes up from a dream anyway. Yes. And she gets told that there's an angry Frenchman that's been correct. brought in. Pierce Brosnan playing in there. Pierce Brosnan's in and he's, he's, he's raving. He's, he's talking French. <laughs> he's <laughs> he's, he's delirious. See, I, I hadn't seen anything about this film. I'd seen the trailer. Yes. And I, I, if I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think in the trailer it's obvious he's French. So when they said there's this guy coming in, he's swearing and talking mm. French, we don't understand him. I said to my wife, I hope that's Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. And it, when it was, I literally went, yes! But then when you found out that he's playing a French character throughout, you went, not so yes! Yeah, I said, no. 
Yeah. No. No. Uh-huh. As good as Pierce does in this film. Um, but he rants and raves, yeah. and then um, he looks like he's eating a burning French exam textbook. Yeah. He's really cross and talking in French. He is. He's gesticulating. Um, oh, no, he, he's, he's handcuffed to the bed. He is, because he's crazy mm. and covered in blood. Yeah, French. Just, it's just a precaution, isn't it? In American yeah. hospitals, they handcuff all French people to the bed. You have to. Mm. You have to. Yeah, since uh, 1966. Um, she examines him, and he leaps up and then dies. Yeah. Before he dies, he whispers something to her, yeah. into her ear. And he looks like he bites her, but he doesn't. Because I think it's a zombie flick at that point. I thought he'd bitten her, because she has stitches a minute later. What's all that about? He must have clawed her or bit her just in delirium. But it's yeah. not... It, well, he passes on something to her, doesn't he? And it yeah. must be through the blood. Oh. But he he whispers something cryptic, gouges or nips her in some way. Yeah, and, uh, nips again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then... Uh, Today's show is sponsored by the word nips. And, um, yeah, that, and then... That, that's the end of that's the end of Pierce's life in the present. In the present, although yeah. he will come back in two different forms throughout the film, as it were. Yeah, in flashback, and then it I, will I, get to I that. can't wait to get to the second. Yeah, 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 that was brilliant. That bit. Um, so he dies, and when the, when the doctor says, "What did she? What did he say to you?" She says nothing. Yeah, and uh, she goes home to her empty apartment. Yeah, and she dreams about we see someone looking at some graffiti. Right. And the graffiti says things like kill, yeah. sex, sex, pigs, pigs, death, death, we, we, nips, nips. <laughs> yeah. We should stop talking about nips. Yeah, shall we? Should we just edit all that? Out? We were just talking about how uh, just to keep, let you in on a joke that somebody we know had got caught writing the word nips in a car in snow. Nips for nipples. Yeah, for obviously, yeah, yeah, because there is a double meaning. There, there is. We're not. We're not racist on this program. No, we're not. That's why we needed to clear that up. Yeah. I'm when we say nips, we're talking about nipples. Nipples. Again, children's author. Nice to meet you. <laughs> uh, yeah, so she she sees this daydream, and then she gets the news that the, there was no drugs in Pierce Brosnan. Uh, he was, he, and get this, he says he's a famous anthropologist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and then you think, oh, plot plot point. Yeah, yeah. Because it's called No Man. Yeah. He's an anthropologist. Oh, that's that's there's a connection there, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. French anthropologist, not relevant, but anthropologist. Oh, yeah, he does, they do, they, yeah, obviously he's French. Mm. Um, and then she goes to lunch with her friend, who swears yeah. a lot. Yeah, her, fr- her friend's basic, basic character description is like, well, she, what she is is she's a sort of sassy, no-shit, what-the-fuck type mm. woman, you mm-hmm. know. Mm. What the fuck are you talking about? That kind of sass. Yeah. What the fuck? Fucking- so, so, but she's plucky. She is. She's plucky and she's on your side, you know. Yeah. Poor, poor lady. Poor lady. Um, but then, um, out of nowhere, Dr. Flax says to her plucky friend, what does ne sont pas son noir mean? That's not the good line in the film, by the way. No, 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 no. And, she's, and she says, oh, I know a little French. Oh, it means uh, it means which way to the swimming? Oh, no, it means they're, they're, they're not here, they're not real or something. Yeah, what the monkey is in the tree. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and uh, so we're, we're none the wiser to what Pierce was going on about. And then Dr. Flax is at a hospital doing routine observations. Yeah. Suddenly, she oh. starts seeing through Pierce's eyes. Yeah, yeah. From the past. She, from the past. And uh, falls on an old person. Yeah, that's right. She, she, which is, you know, it's not an unenjoyable part of the film. No. But she, she starts, um, someone asks her a question like, where's the ECG report? And she goes, oh, the carpet was new once, but now <laughs> it's a different carpet. Or something yeah. falls on the old folks. And what we actually, well, and then we see what she's seeing, and then she takes a back seat for a while. We see yeah. Pierce seeing his new house. Yes, and then the the re- real estate agent saying, "This is lovely." And this is when they were talking about the carpet. That's what she was. Yes. That's what Doctor Flax was babbling about in the present. Yeah, and then we get Pierce breaking out his French because his wife 
Seems to genuinely be French. Yeah, maybe. But he is, sounds he, like Pepe Le Pew. Well, he's Piers Brosnan. Yeah. That's he just he thinks he seems to think that if I go uh at the end of every sentence I'm French. One of the things the I enjoyed nice, uh. one of the things I enjoyed about his character was uh well it's more the writing, but uh yeah. when they wanted to make him really earnest, they just did that quite lazy trick. I'm gonna say very lazy trick. You just say everything twice. Mm. You just say everything <laughs> twice. He does that throughout the film. Yeah. In a French accent. Vaguely. Also, what what I don't get is that these two French people, on their own, in a house, mm. why would they be talking English to each other? Oh, I didn't understand that at all. I th- well, there's one possible uh, get-out for that, which is there's a bit where you see the wife say that she's not brilliant at English, and he says, oh, but look, you'll pick it up. He goes, you'll pick it up. Yeah. You'll pick it up. He does. He yeah, says it twice. He does. And you'll get it. You'll get it. And um, so it seems possible that they're talking English to practice her English. Maybe so, yeah. But... There's moments of high duress I was where I think they would go into French naturally, especially yeah. the wife, and they don't. They keep it in English almost as if they're pandering to the audience. Yeah, and the only time she does break into French is an old French saying everybody knows. Like she says, like, qu'est-ce que c'est? <laughs> qu'est-ce que c'est? Yeah. Right. yeah. Um, so, <laughs> me, oh, we do see Flax again. She's being sort of treated and strapped to a gurney mm-hmm. and wheeled into a room mm-hmm. while babbling hysterically. Um, but Pierce puts up some photos he's taken of nudie tribes. Yeah, yeah. With with this really egregious, horrible rock music playing in the background. Yeah, the egregious, horrible rock music functions throughout this movie. Yes. It's most often, and it's really 80s, oh, it's yeah. sort of got like... And then you get... Over it, right, really squealy. Yeah. And... um. It most often functions to paper over some really sort of half-written action sequences. They're mm-hmm. not exactly montages, no. but they're not exactly not montages. No, no, no. They just... They, it, 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 the music fuzzes over these kind of chronologically or logistically Challenged. unfinished no. action sequences. Well, yeah, I mean, we'll get there. But yeah. blimey, yeah. It's just the, music's, the music in this is by Bill Conti, who did the Rocky soundtrack. Oh, right. You would Sly never Stone think that again, in a affair. Stone, yeah, yeah, no, you never would, actually. No. And I, do I know the name Bill Conti from anywhere else? Because I noticed his name in the credits. He did For Your Eyes Only in The Karate Kid as well. Oh, okay. But he... Right. Well, it's it's one of those names that I almost know. Yeah. But it's probably through Rocky, because his Rocky score is very famous. Rocky score's brilliant. Yeah. And this is absolutely the most generic mid-80s bad Rocky, film soundtrack you can think about. Rocky had that song, Gonna Fly Now. How does that go? Da-da, gonna fly now. Oh, hold you on, know. I've been told the you can't thing. sing. What, you mean da-da-da? What do you mean you've been told that I can't one? sing? Yeah. You know, when he's doing his run and the yeah, starts that's going... Br- that's a brilliant piece of scoring. But in, his, in this, you could have had gonna die now. Because everyone... That's what you were working up to? No. Woof. They're gonna edit that out. Especially no, the bit about me not singing. Keep that because I've done some stinkers. Hey? I've done some stinkers. You haven't, you've been excellent. Oh, well, still, keep that in so I have credit in the future to get things... I'll put it on your Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, most Andy people was do. excellent on Smash Pod. <laughs> anyway, so um, yeah, he's got nudie tribe pictures. His wife is picking out some curtains, and ex- and she's excited about being American. And he says, "Je suis American, eh? yeah, eh, je suis American." Yeah, doesn't he talk about? And she says, "Oh, I'm so glad that we will not be." You know, are, are you are you bored living back in America now? And he goes, "No, no. You know, I am glad to be back in the civilized world. I will have hamburger. Yeah. I, I will I will use a toilet. Stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. 
And then at one point, his accent slips into the policeman from a lower low. He's kind of like, oh, what a mistake and a mega. He goes a bit Italian. Oh, okay. It happens quite a lot. I, I didn't really notice that. I just, I was just saw, I was watching a lot of this film with a sort of furrowed brow, just trying to. Can I, can I say something about the early part of the film? Yes. I would, even at this point, I thought this was shaping up to be quite a good film. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, because. It was when you didn't know much about the story and you were wondering if it was a zombie flick or whatever, mm-hmm. and then it goes to the anthropologist. Okay, the, the accent's lo- uh, laughable. But, you know, because the directing is fine mm-hmm. and uh, and the story hasn't revealed itself yet, I thought it looked like quite a tasty, you know, tasty yeah. pro- prospect. And I was thinking, that's annoying. There's going to be nothing to laugh at in this film, but there is. There is, definitely. Yes, I thought for a while. Oh dear, mm. this is going to be very straight laced and. But I, but I honestly thought maybe we've got a surprise, you know, a sleeper here, a good movie mm. for about maybe this is bad, maybe twenty minutes. Yeah, I agree. Mm. Yeah, but it soon unravels. It, um, <laughs> and and how? Yeah, and then he goes out to the garage. Pierce does. Yeah, and sees the graffiti, and then we see what she was seeing earlier with the wife going kiss, 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 Yeah, and death, pigs, sex. Yeah, and him going, oh, it is nothing. Go back in the house. Yeah. And then he sees the van. Oh, also, you should say, when the real estate agent was showing around earlier, that van drove past and mm. she went, scumbags! Yeah, she does. Which she wouldn't do in front of perspective. Well, I'll tell you something, if I can jump a little. Yeah. As the film goes on, it seems that most people can't see these nomads. Yeah. So how did the real estate agent see the van? <laughs> she was a ghost. Mm. I thought. I actually thought she might That's come back point. later on. It mm. only occurred to me after it was a water cooler moment. Yeah. This film is so full of water cooler moments actually it would put out a fire yeah um so then oh, oh there's also when he goes into his garage there's a graffiti that says Gutman's a hero yeah do we get that explained i don't think so like a lot of other things in the film if we do get it explained i missed it because i i was sort of just it, it kind of it pummels you into a kind of numbness this yeah, film yeah is it like m khan is bent yeah, maybe. You know, that David Baddiel graffiti he used to talk about. Yeah, yeah. And then there's like a roll of butcher's off-cut that he finds, a carpet all rolled up with blood and guts in it and yeah, I newspaper was, clippings. I was pretty confused already was, at this I point. Was. Newspaper clippings, yeah. It was a really strange little museum in his garage, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, and then he looks at it museum all and then shite. he looks up at the house and he goes, they're attracted to the house. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's still not the good line for me. They're no. attracted to the house. And that's a theme that comes back in many garbled forms. Mm-hmm. And even gabled forms, because it's a house. Yeah, um, nice. Thanks. Yeah. Um, no, but it, that, that thing of them hanging around the house, ha- it's pretty fuzzy, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, the nomads are attracted to the house, and mm. they seem to, because it turns out later that it's a place of tragedy. Yes. And so they seem like the Manson gang at this point. Yes, yes. And they, they, they basically, they look well, like... with act- the graffiti and everything as yeah, well. Yeah, the graffiti, yeah. <clears throat> pigs especially, because yeah. the Manson gang were attracted to the song Piggy. They're attra- it's piggies. They're yeah. attracted to the White Album. Uh-huh. And they're, uh, they're attracted to the compositions of George Harrison. And, um, you know, so they're graffitiing in his, on his garage walls, things like pigs, sex, death. That's really Manson. They yeah. look like punks from the 80s, so... And they drive a sort of A-team van. It's a, it's a pretty heady mix. Mm-hmm. But one of their main modus operandi seems to be just doing a bit of graffiti. Yeah. And they, they, throughout this film, they just sort of lurk menacingly. The hoodies. They're hoodies. Yeah. They're proto-hoodies. They are. Mm. They don't... This is the thing, right? I mean, we're going to jump around. Not like in a House of Pain style But the only, the only illustration of what these nomads, or why they're so bad, that we see is them hitting a man with a walking stick... Or the cane in an alleyway and putting him in a bin. 
No, we see, we see them <clears throat> stabbing someone through. Oh, is that when he's Piers is clocking them in yeah. there? Like, underground? Piers is peering. No, I thought they were so savaging they him to him. death. Well, they oh. were, they they killed the guy one way or another. And by the way, when you say the only illustration of how bad they are, that's pretty bad. You yes, only, you only right. need to gang kill one person to say, yeah, that's a fairly bad reputation you've got. But the re- but that but it's true. You don't know who that person is that they're killing or no. stabbing or walking sticking or whatever and throwing away in the bin. But they seem to veer from that to a bit of naughty writing on the walls. Yeah. And nothing in between, really. That's right. And occasionally following somebody. That's about it. Mm. It'll be more scary They if... sneer a lot. Adam Ant sneers a heck of a lot. He does. Probably because he read about the chart position. Yeah, and <clears> he's <throat> probably trying to impinge on Billy Idol's USP at that point as well. Yeah. Mm, get well, yeah. yourself back to number one. Not going to happen, Adam. Adam. Hmm? It's not going to happen, Adam. Yeah. There's no room at the top, Adam. No. It'd be good in this if he threw an alternator through a pub window. It wouldn't be bad. No. He did that in real life, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. Smash the system, I say. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but what you need is more threat from the nomads. You need, like, um, I'm thinking of films that better than this, <laughs> where you've got some sort of looming menace and the stakes are increased with each, and you get that tension, you're like a dead cat on the doorstep, kind of, you know, like Listen, Cape Fear type thing. And there's an interesting hole at the heart of the film, there's quite a few, but one is that the writer who was the director, it mm. now transpires, he doesn't really know what the nomads are, and there's no. a dead giveaway, and that is that the nomads, there's about, you see how many nomads in total? 15 throughout the film? Yeah. And most most usually in groups of six, seven, eight? Yeah. None of them speak. No. That means the guy didn't know what they wanted, what they do, and so he went for this kind of lazy cheat and hoped he'd get away with it. Like, if I don't, if I have them not speak because I don't really know what they would say because I don't know what they are, will that be ominous and scary? Not really. It no. would, uh, there's one of them who ever makes a sound. There's this woman nomad who just appears kind of by magic in cars and in people's houses and yeah. just goes, mm. but that's her line, right? Years ago, me and a friend of mine were trying to write a film. We were young and we didn't know what we were doing. Yeah. And it was sort of meant to be about this gardener, right? And he was the central character. And the more we went on with it, the more we realised we... Well, but basically, we, we started just veering towards why don't we make him really quiet throughout and just very taciturn right and then it was like what if he never speaks and then we realized it was because we didn't know anything about his character that's what's going on with the nomads i promise you yeah wasn't adamant wasn't this when adamant did go to hollywood and wasn't he in the a-team around this time as well was he really was that boy george Oh boy! I mean, it was probably a bunch of them. I wouldn't. I, I, it was oh, clearly when he was the equaliser. Was right. he? Yeah. Yeah. He, music by Stuart Copeland, I believe. Yes. Um, yeah. I um. Yeah. I mean, he was clearly in Hollywood because he was making this nonsense. Nomads. Yeah. Uh, um. Pierce is Pierce is laughing about everything at this point. Yes. His wife's really worried. He isn't. He tells her to go to bed, and as he's reassuring her, he sees the van drive past. Right. And then um. He instantly follows them. Yeah, he says, he says, he sits down and he has this dramatic moment. He sits down and he says to himself this. What kind of people? What kind of people? Yeah, I thought, is he pitching twice. a chat show? Yeah. Pierce Brosnan's What Kind of People? Hello, welcome to What Kind of People? It's like Barrymore's My Kind of People, but with nomads. Sure. Yeah. And, uh, and everything repeated twice in case you missed it the first time. In For case you missed people. it the first time. For yeah. death, what kind of people? 
Deaf people. <laughs> what kind of people? <laughs> Deaf people. Um, so then Pierce says he's going to pop out. But he, says he, does, if, he doesn't go, I'm going to pop out. Because no. when a Frenchman says they're going to pop out, that's something else entirely, mate. But he says it in a way that suggests he's going to go, I'm just going to go and buy some poissons, yeah. some <laughs> le plat de, yeah, some allez, boulangerie. And she's like, okay, don't be long. And then he's going to yeah. Should we just don't, don't be long. I want not be long. No, I won't be long. I won't be long. Uh, uh, I won't be long. Sorry, yeah, gone off on one there. And then he follows the fan, as you said earlier. And yeah. um, meanwhile, the wife finds the cuttings in the desk drawer that we, he found in the garage. So she knows there's been tragedie occurring in the maison. Mm. That was my French. Yeah, that's awful. Thanks. And then we cut <laughs> back to Dr. Flax's reality. Yeah. They go to check on her, and she's gone. Yes. She's walked out. She was in the hospital bed subdued. Yeah. But she's gone. I, I will say at this point as well that it was a mystery for most of the film to me why they needed to have the present day story in the no, hospital. I was thinking the same thing. Uh, it, come, it, it pays off in some respect, as it, but only about 15 minutes from the end, maybe 20 minutes from the end. I was thinking this was kind of an homage, it felt like, to begin with. There was a Richard Burton film in the 70s called The Medusa Touch, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Where he that. is essentially bedridden and unconscious mm. and in the end he, he destroys everything. I can't right. remember how. I mean... But it has touches of that, but it doesn't go that way. Yeah, it's been influenced... I mean, it's it's clearly derivative of a lot of better films. But, yeah, um, yeah it, the payoff isn't a great payoff, but it's... At least it, it links it up in some way. What mm. I, uh, But for a lot of the film, I just felt that... Uh, you could have just told it without any of this present day hospital stuff. Yeah. And it was, ju- it was just a way of making a 60 minute script a 90 minute script. Yeah. You don't need flax at all in this nah. at all. She nah. doesn't add anything. And when she's not in it for a bit, when she comes back, you're a bit like, Oh, cause I was enjoying that story. Even though I wasn't enjoying yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Now I've got, I was enjoying it more than this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so he follows them and is basically not very, Incon- he's very, very un- inconspicuous. You know? Yeah, well, he's very inconspicuous. Sorry, he's very he's very conspicuous. That's what you mean, isn't it? It's too early. For no, me no, it's it, but that is what you mean because yeah. he is, isn't he? Yeah. And he just dri- he drives in his car, and this is a this is a point where the rock music comes in, and it's this is what I mean about these sort of logistically iffy action sequences because the geography is all over the place. Yeah. Like, so it's somewhere between montage and not, but. Well, this is particularly a bit montage but he seems to clock the nomads hanging out on the beach, Mm -hmm. then he clocks them in a park, then he clocks them in an underground car park stroke warehouse thing. You're never really sure of the locale of this film. There's no sense of community whatsoever. You don't know how any of the geographies fit together. But there is this weird bit in this kind of montage of him following them where he just... He writes a note to himself in the car. Yes. And then I think, I, I watched it a few times because my YouTube, you know, it's a bit fuzzy on YouTube. Mm. You steal things for free, kids. Mm. And um, he, uh, it, I think it just says in massive letters, sleep! Yes. And I thought he was telling himself, writing a note to himself. From, but I think later, uh, I think he's going, why don't they ever sleep, the yeah. nomads? Yeah. That's what it must be. Oh, yeah, I hadn't thought about that. And why does he write that in English, by the way? Well, exactly. Mm. He should put les slipper. Uh, yeah, les slipper. I don't know what sleep is in Dormir, French. maybe? Might be. Might be. Yeah. We'll look into that. Also... If anyone out there knows what the French asleep is, keep it to yourself. I bet they do, and I bet bet they don't. (laughs) You've Uh, covered all bets. I have. I like to do that. But another thing that occurred to me at this point, when he goes off around town following them, 
They're attracted to the house, as yeah. we know. Yeah. But he's left his wife alone oh. in the house. What if two nomads had hung back and went in and murdered her? Yeah, even one. Yeah. I mean, they, um, they're they not that attracted to the house, are they? Well, no, obviously no, not. Actually, he sees them everywhere but the house. He's, like I say, he sees Adamant hanging out on the beach looking insouciant. Yeah. Insouciant. Insouciant. He should say that. He doesn't say that. That would be a nice word. He's like, they are so insouciant. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adamant looks very insouciant. They see them in the, but he doesn't see them. At, anyway, you're right. Yeah. They're all over You're the right, place. though, because you don't... This isn't a home invasion film that it's, it purports to be at the beginning. Yeah. You'd expect them to be trying to get into the house. Yeah. And, the, 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 you know, maybe the secret is like in the fog. There's something in the house mm. they want to get. Mm. But they don't have that at there, all. There's about four or five sort of story orphans in this film, maybe. Yeah, yeah. And that's why one of the big ones is where, when are they... When, do they go to the house? Why do they go to the house? What ultimately? Why are they attracted to the house? And it's it's really murky. Yeah, it's so murky. And then we see Doctor Flax on the beach. Yeah, for about five seconds, then it cuts back to Pierce's story. Uh huh. I thought you don't need this fucking character. It's yeah. just bogging everything down. Yeah. Um, so five yeah, seconds on the beach. It's bogging everything down. You're very intolerant, aren't you? I am intolerant when it comes to nomads. Well. Okay. Right? Not really, no. Sort yourself very out. very uncool. Sake. Um, so Pierce <laughs> takes sneaky pictures of them doing a murder. Doing a murder. Yeah, he does. He does, and, yeah. And then he, t- he tells them to stop. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's Right, now he's tracked them to this. This, this is a, a kind of underground warehouse stroke car parky thing. It's industrial. They all seem to hang out there, actually. That's their main base. Yeah. They're basically stabbing this guy to death or walking, sticking him to death. They throw him in the bin. Mm-hmm. He's taking all these photos, which is a surreptitious thing to do, and it's good for evidence. Yeah. But then he cannot help himself. He's about 15 feet away from them, and he just goes, Stop! Yeah. Stop! Arrest And uh, naturally, they bloody chase him. Yeah. Stupid move. He's just seen them kill a man. Also... Just thought something that just occurred to me. You know, later on, yeah. spoiler alert, yeah. he takes pictures of them all sitting still and yeah. then he develops them and they're not in the picture because yeah. they're ghosts. We don't ever find out what happened to the picture of this murder, do we? We don't find out a lot of things. So if he did develop the picture of this murder and there'd be like a floating dead body. Yeah, it would look like a body flying into a skip of its yeah. own accord. Yeah. That would be cool. But we never get that resolute. Uh, I can't speak today. We never get that answered. Resolved, yeah. Thank you. Um, not at all. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Oh, I'm having a tough time today. Don't worry, darling. It's fine. I'll feel. John Rain is temporarily unavailable. I'm down for Your maintenance. call is important to us. Um, but Adamant sees him, and as you say, they chase him, and he hides under a car. Yeah. Which I thought was quite a good hiding place, actually. Yeah, I thought it was too, actually. You don't see that enough in films. Maybe. No, he did Under well, a parked though. car. I was expecting it to drive off, and then him being like, do and mm, have to mm, run mm, off mm. again. But no, he didn't. No. Yeah. Um, and then he runs, and basically he realises he's got away from the nomads, so he does what any sensible man would do. Go straight back. Just go straight back. Go straight back. And this time, this time, he couldn't be more conspicuous. Nope. He's now photographing them in their den of murder yeah. from about five feet away from yeah. them. And one of them... Uh-huh basically just looks at him openly. He's mm-hmm. not even in hiding at this point. No. Nope. And he, he's snapping her. She's a dancing, gyrating... She's like a lap dance. Yeah, she's like a yeah. go-go 80s dancer. I was yeah. like... At this point, I was very much... Uh, I knew what this film was for me at this point. This was the sort of film that would have come on when I was about 13 on Channel 4. Yeah. At night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would have watched it with, you know, with massive hopes of a ooh, breast here or there. this is going somewhere, yeah. And that that scene would have been amazing for me. This kind of go-go dancer, but she keeps her clothes on. But still, it, the tantalising. But also, Pierce goes mega Austin Powers at this point. He's like, "Oh yeah, baby!" And yeah, starts yeah, taking it, it from all sorts of angles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like, she dances to him, mate. Aren't you a bit worried that these people have just murdered someone? But and and even weirder, yeah. They've murdered someone. They've chased you when you've clocked them. Yeah. You've gone straight back. Yeah. You've in basic. Yeah. You you've, you've just snapped them like you are their private photographer yeah and now when uh, so they're all aware he's there and this time what do they do they just let him walk out yeah they don't there's no chasing this time it's just like oh, i'll come back anytime you like mate yeah except they wouldn't say that because they don't talk well no it's like he's become, become a member of their drinking club mm. the winchester well, see that one of the weird things about this film is that you you can almost make excuses for everything if you want to try and make up the mythology of what's really going on. Yeah. Because, uh, shall I spoil it a bit? Go, go but, on, go on, please. Well, because you could say that he's gradually being drawn into their world and mm. they're gradually turning him into a nomad. Because yeah. that's kind of where it's going, guys. Yeah. Although it's it's not very well done. But yeah, it's not very well done at all, in fact. But, but you could sort of say that he's got a fascination for them and they've got an acceptance of him and they're becoming each other. But it's so, that, to do that is to really, really invest in death of the author and give the audience far too much credit for completing the story in their own head. To do that, you need to get rid of Flax and you need to have three or four more nights like this where he follows them about mm. and, as you say, gradually gets more involved. Much like a, um, someone who studies an animal in nature will gradually get closer to them and then the animal accepts them. Like an anthropologist. Like an anthropologist, mm. exactly. And... Um, that's right. I mean, the, the the film is the film's interesting because it's got well, not that interesting. It gets no. dull quite quickly. Yeah. But it's got some weird wrongnesses, and one of the wrongnesses is that it has got all these shortfalls that because it, it puts out so many false trails, you can't help as an active audience member but to try and answer them in interesting ways if you start getting into them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there are lots of bits that you could connect up, but none of it's satisfactory. No. Also, I, I, I remember reading this on the poster that it was down as a horror film, which it most certainly is not in uh, any way. Well, it, why isn't it a horror film? It's not. It's quite a horror film. It's not really scary, is it? No, but a lot of horror films... I mean, that, that's because it's not a good horror well, film. What's horrifying about it? 
Well, the nomads are supernatural beings. Yeah, but they're not scary, are they? Okay. Is the sixth sense a horror film? Yes. Is it scary? Yeah, yeah it is, it isn't is. it? That bit in the the thing in the cupboard's but, pretty scary. But mostly it's unnerving. Yes. And this so, isn't unnerving. Though. No, no, but it's trying to be. Yeah, all right. All I, right. I mean, I, I would say it's basically it's more it's kind of genre is a it's a kind of thriller with yeah. supernatural elements. But I'd it, say it, supernatural it, thriller. Yeah, yeah, sure. But it's um it's aiming for a you know it's got a foot in the horror camp. It's just not a very good. No. It's just not a very good, potent version of anything. Mm. God, potent! Look at that. Yeah, Pull that good. word out. Yeah. It's early as well. You're doing well. I'm good luck. But Pierce comes home, and his wife's livid with him because obviously she's found the cutouts and knows this is the house of tragedy. Yeah, that, but the, the cutouts were about something bad that happened in the house. But that even that's pretty. We don't find out till later as well. Yeah. Um, but the, he they have a fight, and he stops the fight by shouting, "They are nomads!" Yeah. Oh, this is my favourite line. Yeah. Go on. He, oh, have you clocked this line? I love this line. Go on, go on. Probably uh, not. Have you also written down somewhere? Where does it go? Uh, he said, "Yeah, he goes. He goes. They are nomads because he's been following them all day. He's come to his opinions. He goes. These people live in parking lots. In thirty hours, they did not stop moving. Don't you understand what I'm saying?" To which the only answer is not really. No, no. it's not that. And, but that's that's the line for me. These people live in par- These people live in parking lots. Hmm. It's like ominous. Yeah, a lot of people live in parking lots, mate. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Especially homeless ghosts. Right. Where else they got to go? Yeah. Um, but his wife then draws a line under it by just saying, you are crazy. Yeah. She, that wife, she... Puts it, up a lot. She's a really sedentary character. She just, basically, again, it's bad, it's bad writing. Most of, most of the time, she just drops out of the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have to assume she's basically sitting at home playing with herself. You'd imagine so. Mm. But then um, Flex, sorry, not Flex, Flax's mate goes to Flax's house. Yeah. See if she's been there. This is and then she gets a bit. phone call. She gets a phone call from some academic in Boston that Flax has contacted mm-hmm. to, because Flax has been having all these flashbacks of the anthropologist's life. So she's phoned up an academic from Boston. She's gone, what's going on? And he's come back with the news somehow. I don't know what questions she asked no. him. Uh, that like, there's an Eskimo myth about naughty nomads. Naughty nomads. Yeah. That sounds like a 70s sex comedy. It does not sound like a 70s sex comedy, yeah. It does. Mary Millington in Naughty, naughty Nomads! nomads. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine Alfie Bass saying it. Ooh, Ooh they're roaming, especially their hands. <laughs> and so forth. It's good, it writes itself. Um, yeah, so she finds out. We get lots of exposition about Eskimos and Inuits. Yeah, and yeah. so the myth is something that they were just... There are spirits that... They're not real people. They're no people die and become nomadic spirits or something. It's yeah. not. It, I mean, I can't even remember. But no, it's, it's basically toss. it's spooky stuff from exotic cultures. Hmm. Toss, toss. Yeah, that's the word I'm looking for. Yeah, and then we see Pierce developing his photographs. Yeah, from earlier. Yeah, and there are no nomads. Oh no, which is a better title for the film, by the way. No nomads. Yeah. No there's, nomads. There's no no. Well, there's nomads, but when you see the pictures, there's no nomads. Yeah, but it's. It, no, it's not a better title for the film. It is. It's not. It is. It's really not. No, Toss right, is a better not. title Toss, for the film. Yeah. All right. Tosca. <laughs> um, I just did a word association game then. <laughs> Tosca. And then you'd have the yeah. parapeto... Right. Move uh, on. So then Pierce goes out for a run in the dark and he sees Adam Ant go behind a tree. You know. It doesn't mean he's having a poo, by the way, no, guys. No. I was going to say we. Oh, it's interesting you went there. Yeah. Uh, and then he looks behind the tree and he's not there. And the van starts chasing him. Well, I say chasing. 
slowly drives along as he walks along. Yeah. I suppose it's chasing. Yeah. By this point in the film, I'd realised that it was really just an uninteresting affair. I, from a good, from, you know, really, honestly, a fairly good or promising 15, 20 minutes. Promising. Yeah. It, it just degenerated into this sort of, you know, when you buy food from a um, food market, like from a stall on a food market and they're cooking hot food and it smells really nice yeah. and you eat it and the first mouthful you realise it's going to get no better it's not going to develop yes it's not going to be a meal that <laughs> unfolds in subtlety and reveals more flavour whereas good food does yeah it's got one taste and you've had it all in one mouthful and the rest of it is just going to be sludging through the rest uh, but by this point I realised that that's what this film was it's very good it's really interminable put that on the poster it's a long quote we'll, uh, we'll knock it down a bit yeah like a hot dog like a hot dog. Yeah. Yeah, but more like... See, I'm thinking of those food markets that fool you into. So, like, it would be more like... It would be it would be more like Carrizo Paella or something. Right. If there is such a thing. Is there? There's a lot, of, sure. No, maybe. There's lots of things. There's most <sighs> things. But then we get this bit where someone's... Oh, God. Pierce ends up running... He runs up, well, he runs away from the nomads and ends up at the murder house we saw earlier. Yeah. Well, is it a murder house? I don't know. Yeah, don't what know. Is it a suicide house? It's weird. Who knows? Never Who explained. Knows. And then he bumps into a nurse. A nurse. Oh, none. Oh, a sorry. Nun. Oh, sorry. Into the where, into their place, into their lair. Yes. Yeah. He goes into their lair oh, and he bumps a, into a nun. There's a lot of, sorry, there's a lot of shots of the number of this house as if it's significant. 239, isn't it? I think it? it's 539. 539. Yeah. 539. There's a lot of shots of it. It's a wall by a door. I think it's the Nomad's base, 539. Again, it seems like another orphan from another story. That yeah. like, 539 was the significant number. Mm-hmm. At least it didn't. the digits didn't add up to 13, I checked. Oh, that's good. It took me a while, but I checked. <laughs> and then the nun um, yeah. says to him, she's, oh, hello. Yeah, she does. And she's got a kind of cataract eye going on. Yeah. And that's been so stolen, that whole thing from the omen, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like, I'm a freaky looking religious type, but I've got the keys i've got the answers no, well, it, rem- really. it reminded me of like one of those point and click adventure games mm-hmm. where you're like oh young traveler <laughs> you've come into this house what do you want to do with the nun yeah ask her for further information <laughs> yeah be, be insolent yeah i don't talk to rude young That's man it. oh no i've got to reboot the game oh, now no, i typed wanker and now she won't talk to me um yeah and the nun is played by do you remember have you seen the film happy gilmore yeah you know his grandma Oh, that's why? the nun. Well, she's better in Happy Gilmore. I've got to tell you, um, the nun was interesting. She's a fetish. No, I've called her nun with cataract because that's really what she is. Yep. Okay. Um, it, she's a fairly random move. They were definitely going for a, an omen sort of religious resonance vibe, right? But what's interesting is it's basically from the uh, it's from the wrong circle of ideas because up until now you've got all these scientists, you've got doctors, mm-hmm. you've got anthropologists, you've got the uh, academic on the phone from Boston, yeah, and that's all the world of science, right? Yeah, yeah. And then suddenly you go, it's the omen. I'm a nun with a cataract, and you're like, that's so lazy and desperate, you fucks. <laughs> so lazy and desperate uh, and she 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 was she was singularly unspooky this nun unspooky yeah. and didn't really give any information i'm not even gonna i'm even gonna take the word really out of that sentence because yeah, yeah, yeah. i was no further forward no after that scene no with her. she basically just said things like i know about them like <laughs> you do i think the only thing she says is you, you should probably run away from them that's it she says run away and move and she knows his name Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. I also wrote down here at this point, right, if you take the C out of Pierce Brosnan, you get Pierre. So that's probably why he got the part. Wow. And if you take the Bros out of, and the N out of Brosnan <laughs> and add Frenchman, yeah. you get Pierre, Pierre Frenchman. Frenchman. And the end of Brosnan, if you take the A out yeah. and the Bros and yeah. put a U in there, you get none. 
Oh, what? So it all makes sense. This film is suddenly striking me as one of the worst films I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, without a doubt. Um, so Pierce goes home again, and then there's more graffiti on his garage about so, sex, death, kill. Uh, and, but it's pigs. never clear when the graffiti's been done. And no. if the nomads were back doing more graffiti at the house, and again, why are they doing that? Why just like, let's do some more graffiti? Um, is Banksy a nomad? Wow. No one knows who he is. That, right. I no mean, one's ever got a photo of him. No, it's ve- he's very similar. But, I mean, people have got their suspicions, haven't they? And don't they think he's they, a pop star at some point? Well didn't, uh, uh, well, didn't someone have an interview in a spooky old house with a nun who said that they should move I, I believe so. But, I mean, one of the theories is that he is a pop star, isn't it? Oh, is actually? it? Yeah. Which, so maybe it is Adam Ant. <gasps> maybe this film was the genesis of not only Die Hard and Predator, but... Banksy. Maybe yeah. Adam Ann after this... Anyway. Well, Adam Ann is it A, and maybe he thought I'll take my alter ego to have, begin with B. What is it with you in the alphabet, dude? <laughs> <laughs> obsessed. Um, so then, oh, we, we get this good bit here where we get... Um, he beats up Adam Ann. Oh, he beats up Adam Ann and then kills him. Well, we assume he's killed him. Well, I think, I think he does. Yeah. Uh, now, here's the thing. And it's rhythmically as well to the soundtrack. Doom. It's hard not to when you hear those uh, gated reverb drums there. Yeah, They're pretty yeah. insistent. Yeah. But um, I, there, there's something that struck me after the film. I mean, annoyingly, you know, it did live on in my mind for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a nomad. Yeah, um, it lived yeah. on And it really doesn't deserve that space. It doesn't, you know, I haven't got much left at my age and it doesn't deserve to occupy any, so I'm trying to delete it. But mm. maybe if I get this out now, I will. Adamant seemed to enjoy being beaten up and probably killed mm-hmm. he seemed to be smiling yeah quite demonically and then later on our guy Piers throws uh, another nomad off a tall building right he does and I think if I remember right is that guy smiling too yep my question being do the nomads want to be put out of their half-life misery like Groundhog Day yeah you know where he keeps trying to kill himself yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah maybe so where he keeps trying to kill nomad ghosts but yeah um, but but my, but it seems like they are they trying to do I'm relieved to be put out of my hideous half existence maybe so maybe they're all having a groundhog day but but well if that's so yeah why don't they just constantly come up to him and beg to be killed with their you know in one manner or another even if they can't speak very or, well or make ice sculptures learn to play jazz piano and take him out for a meal. Either's good. Yeah. Either's good. That'd be beautiful. It would be beautiful. It would. It's a much better film. And uh, then we see Piers' yeah, arse. Yes, it would be Grand Hotel. We see Piers Brosnan's arse. Yeah, we do. That was gratuitous. And was. at that point on Channel 4, I probably would have taken taken what I could get and gone for it. Do you reckon? Maybe. No. Uh, and then he tries to sex up his wife. Oh, but we should also say, the reason he gets nudie is because when the, he finishes talking to the nun, we then see loads of topless nuns. Like, like, um, did, well, that was, did Ken did Russell? I miss, did I miss a lot of topless minutes. nuns? Yeah, it, that was, it was just a flash, wasn't it? it well, they tried to make it spooky because he's talking to the nun and then it suddenly cuts and we see her hanging feet like she's hung herself. Mm. And then he starts kind of running around and mm. we see all this imagery like Ken Russell's taken over. Mm. And then you suddenly see a nun with her tits out. It's for like half a second. Half a second. I mean, that, I, that would have lived on for months in my teenage so mind. That, that probably gave him the horn. He thought, yeah. I'll, I'll go home and, you know... Take my bum out. Yeah, get my bum out. <laughs> I'll go home and I'll take my... I'll go home and I'll take my bum bum out. Uh, show him my bustillier. Yeah, and uh, he um, starts sexing up his wife, basically. And then the next morning, this is the bit that's confusing me, the next morning he wakes up, he looks out of the window, Adamant's not there, 
Mm-hmm. And then suddenly we're Dr. Flax looking out of the window. Oh, yeah. And then Pierce's wife's like, you're right. Yeah. Oh, so this so, is where the two storylines s- have merged. But I had to rewind for that bit. Yeah. Because I, I, I was, I'll be honest with you, I was... I wasn't hooked at this point. No. So I was giving it the kind of check my text, look at the film, yep. look at the check my text. And and suddenly I was like, what have I missed? And I had to go back and look at that a bit again. So it's, yeah, they, they've done a cut in the same room. And one of the, yeah, and they've yeah. jumped from the past to the present instead yeah. of, sorry, it's just what you said. And the wife's in the same position in bed. Yeah. And that's, so the, it suggests that's clever directing is what it is. Well, it is. It's some bloody cane is it what is, it is. It is, it is, it is. But it suggests that they've been sleeping together. But we later find out that the flax slept on the sofa. So it's all jumbled up and what the fuck. Yes, yeah, not very good. No. And then it cuts to Pierce and his wife on the roof, like you mentioned earlier. Yeah. Uh, looking around and him saying, ah, everything's going to be fine now. Because uh, he's basically saying, without saying, I killed Adamant, so everything's going to be fine now. And he sees someone he thinks is a nomad, but it's a lady. And it's not yeah. a nomad. And he thinks, ah, Oh, good. God, I'm jumping at shadows. Yeah. And then next thing... It is a nomad. And he throws him off the roof, as you say, and he's smiling. I think he's smiling as if, thank you, you've released me from my internment. And then the next minute he's got, I got you, babe, playing. Ah, I've got to be a nomad Hmm. again. Sorry, I'm going to try and keep crowbarring in Groundhog Day. Yeah, you go for it. Uh, But Pierce's wife seems to be very cool about everything. His widow, I should say. Yeah. So she's like, yeah, you're mental. You can sleep on the sofa. Yeah, yeah. So now we're we're in the end game. And what happens now is that we're... Basically, we've seen everything that we need to from the past. Yeah. It's just the wife with Dr. Flax. And suddenly, you're getting, like, you're getting 15 or 20 minutes endgame, and you're getting loads of sort of exposition about what the nomads are and how they operate in, you know... And we find out Adamant hung himself in prison. We find out Adamant hung himself in prison. We find out that, like... Some people can't see the nomads and other people can suddenly. Mm, mm. And it's like, this probably would have been better to seed throughout the film. Yeah. Than basically, but basically what you've got is two women in the end game suddenly saying, we're trapped and here's the monsters we're up against and telling you much more than has been told throughout the film, really. Yeah. It's really weird. It's bad if, storytelling. And then Flax's friend is driving along. Yeah. And she gets attacked by nomads. Yeah, no, yeah, and she just gets... She's driving along to no good purpose anyway to be uh, the cavalry, but no, who knows how. And who then the nomads how. just take her out anyway. Yeah, so, oh, no, that's right, because um, Flax's friend rings Pierce Brosnan's house and gets Flax. And I'm like... And she goes, oh, thank God you're there. And I'm like, well, how the fuck did you get this phone number? I know, I know. And she doesn't explain that at all. And she says something like, I thought you'd be there. Yeah. And like, did she? Why? What a weird... Oh, I suppose he died at the hospital, so they'd have his number. Yeah, oh, but okay. she's made some weird leaps of logic that are completely correct. Yeah. <laughs> so she's brilliant. But so anyway, I guess she, that, ju- she gets bumped off yeah, by the nomads. Yeah, she to drive in front of a big truck. So again, for the nomads, it's, it's either a bit of... Um, Writing on walls, doing a Banksy, or killing people. Nothing in between. That's it. And then we get um, the birds with nomads. They look out the window and there's hundreds of nomads on the doorstep. Yeah. And they all rush the house. Kind of like the that house. big train sketch about poor people. I uh, can't remember it, but sure. Yeah, same sort of thing. Yeah, but I get that. And then they rush the house. Yeah. And they, they fuck it up. They graffiti everywhere. Yeah, yeah. They smash up I love sofas. The grass. They do. Yeah, they smash up sofas. They're vandals yeah. at this point. They are. And um, They've tagged it. Yeah. Adam Ant was here. Buy my records. Yeah. <laughs> um, remember me? And they, they do that. And they chase they chase the ladies. Mm-hmm. Oh, here we go. That's right. They chase the ladies up into the attic. Yeah. And then one of the nomads comes up. And here's the thing. 
Well, I think it's the thing. Did I get confused? Is it a version of Dr. Flax, but done up as an 80s punk nomad? I Who, don't think so. Oh, God. You, I you think know that's what, what happened. I might not have been paying attention. I, th- I think I had to, again, listen, by the way, I, I completely zonked out. I fell asleep, had to w- rewind, wake up, rewind, watch it all again. Not all again, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. But, God, I mean, God, can you imagine watching this film again? I was just going to say, no, I, I really can't. It's... it's it's not a keeper, is it? No, no. It's um, yeah. Basically, one of the nomads comes into the attic, and I think, I think, I thought it was the one doing the sexy go-go dancing earlier. I think that it's, and I'm pretty face blind, so I might be wrong. Yeah. But judging from their reaction to this woman, yeah, she does give them a weird smile, like unless, unless, is it the friend who's just died coming back as the nomad? Nah. No, it's definitely not her. It's not her. No. I, I think it's I think it's Doctor Flax as a nomad, but that wouldn't make sense because Doctor Flax isn't dead anyway. Well, no, this is the, that would make sense because she does that big scream and then kind of passes out for a second, and you th- I thought for a moment she died. Oh, do you? Th- well, wait. I think I know. You, sorry, guys, because probably at home, you none of you have probably ever seen this film, and no. it's a really hard film to describe because it's so shit. Yeah. But it's shit in sort of niggly little ways, right? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. shit in involved, detailed little ways because it's got. Ironically, it's got not got a lot of detail, so you start having to try and thread things together that are really, really sort of niche. Mm. So sorry because this is going to sound like shit on toast to you back home, but here we are. Um, I think. How about this? I think the Doctor has died in the attic, and yeah. then who who comes in is a glammed-up version of the Doctor, i.e. Doctor is Nomad. When you become a nomad, when you die, yeah, I think you become a nomad, uh, you start to look quite 80s punk and go-go-y, right? Yeah, yeah. So, and then I think the French woman in the attic goes, oh, zutalo, zutalo, oh, because she's having a massive reaction to this woman. So, And then, but at the end, I think that the two ladies are driving out together. But maybe... Dr. Flax is a nomad, but she's help is a nomad, but she's helping the French wife. Oh, maybe. Not made I'd, clear though, is I'd it? I'd almost go back and watch the last five minutes again. Never. Oh, I might do. No, I probably won't. All right. Uh, but as you say, this nomad has a look, then goes. Yeah. And they go downstairs from the attic and everything's gone. I think I, I, I think I'm right. Carry on. All right, well we'll we'll, yeah. we'll double check that. Yeah. Brackets, we won't. I, I, um I might. so then they decide to pack everything and Can leave, like the nun said. Sorry? I'm just telling the guys at home. They're, the, they're, they're my guys. I actually might check this out. I've well, if anyone wants to double check if Andy is right, it is on YouTube. Yeah, or, or please, do people write into this show somehow? They can tweet me. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant, At really. Smirchpod, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, would you please, if you know what's going on in Nomads, for the love of God, would you just please get in touch with the man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If anyone has got a theory that's better than that, yeah. let me know as well. Um, but please don't feel you have to watch this, because God... Um, so they do they pack everything in the car and they decide to leave as per the nun's advice yeah and um, then as they're leaving it's a bit like the end of Blade Runner they're driving through the lovely countryside I mean the shitty Blade Runner yeah and uh, everything's lovely and then suddenly they're being tailed by a naughty biker on a motorbike and uh, oh no it looks ominous and she's like don't stop don't stop and then they look round and who's driving the motorbike oh no it's Pierce Brosnan as a nomad as a nomad without the beard yeah. And with looking pretty cool actually. Yeah, well that's the that's what I mean. When you become a nomad and and it finally you finally work out at the end that oh no, when you die if you've been sort of 
hanging out with the nomads a bit. You become mm. a nomad, unless we all die and become those nomads. No, but you become this kind of cool wanderer, i.e. nomad. You become a cool kind of punky, 80s, motorbikey, van drivey, go-go, mm. dancey nomad. Yeah. And that's what he's become, right? And he chases them to the border like a police uh, sheriff would. He chases them to the border, and then there's a really bizarre last shot, mm. which is... Um, what does it say? It says, the last shot is basically... What's his name? Um... Brosnan riding off into the distance as a nomad, right? Yeah. And in the foreground, there's this sign as if it's got any thematic interest at all. A road sign that says, Entering California. But isn't that just suggesting that he's making sure they leave the state? Yes, but that's what I mean. Yeah. There's no, no one's ever gone like, Oh, and it is tis said in the Eskimo myths of the naughty nomads that they can they only keep to a territory that is defined like a, a province or a state. Mm. No, nothing at all. No. So, like entering California doesn't have the re- the resonance and the uh, the ominous nature that maybe they hoped it did as yeah. a last shot. Should be Eastbourne. Entering Eastbourne. Well, because Eskimos famously get rid of their their elderly, don't they? I I didn't know that. Do they? They do. They put them out on a Glacier. Do they? Yeah. Are you sure that's not Starlings or something? Stalin? Yeah. Well, that was Stalin. He put lots of people out. I'm pretty sure I read somewhere that Eskimos, when you reach, when you're very old, rather than living in an igloo and depleting supplies, they just just put you out to die. On a glacier. Yeah. Again, if there's any Eskimos listening out there, tweet John. I should say Inuit, so they don't, Eskimos not the acceptable. Sorry, if there's any Inuits out there, tweet John and tell them how you get rid of your loved. Which aged is what, relatives which is the joke goes is why there's no Inuit word for Eastbourne ah it's full of old people well how do you say the joke do you say why is there no, is the joke why is there no Inuit word for Eastbourne because the Inuit people actually dispense of their elderly relatives and no love. you position it like did you know yeah. in Inuit culture yeah dot 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 oh yeah which is why there yeah. is no Inuit word for I thought that might be the better way to do it's it it's a better I, way to construct it I was it. breaking the joke a bit. you were just being a nuisance I'm but looking the- hangdog, guys. I'm looking hangdog. <laughs> that was nomads, though. What did you think? Oh, fucking rubbish. It I, was um, fucking terrible. Yeah, I um, Basically, I, I got a couple of summing up notes, really. One yeah. is that it was a curious mixture of baffling and drab and uninteresting. So it's, it's like I sort of... It's hard to be baffled because baffled in, implies a sort of intrigue and investment mm. when you're so uninvested. But that yeah. th- so that was a that was quite a rare mixture of things that conjured up in me. But ultimately the mysteries of nomads may may have less to do with any mysterious mythos. Too many uses of the word myth there, but uh, it may they may have less to do with the mysterious mythos that the writer was actively purposely crafting and more to do with a half assed idea that never really got properly worked out in the first place. So again, you know, to repeat myself, fucking Toss shit. I have watched some shit for this podcast. Yeah, this is the shittest. I think. Oh, is it? Yeah. I'm happy to have uh, you know been your guest on this nadir of Smash Pod. I'm sorry. Really. I'll have you back one day for a better one. Uh, I'm Nomads happy. Two, perhaps. I guess this is. There isn't a Nomads Two. No, better not be. Uh, I think. Uh, I think this is my natural habitat. You know, the yeah. gutter. Mm. Looking at the stars. Not even looking at the stars, mate. No, looking Just up people's looking dresses. looking down at another gutter. <laughs> Studying people. Yeah. You're an anthropologist. I'm an anthropologist of cinema. In the, in an anthropologist of cinema. Oh, we. Oui. Eh? Oui. Anthropologist, eh? Yeah. Is that what marks out of 10? Yeah, I'd give this about a two, I think. I don't usually give the films marks No, out of I mean, I don't either. I, don't, I just said it to carry on the conversation. But we've reached the point of the podcast where I ask quick fire questions. Brilliant. I'm up for this. Now, I should say, uh, 
I should put it out there that I tried to send you these in advance. I tend to do that these days to give people a fair whack. But you, you weren't interested. You, I li- I like you to poo-pooed. S- I did poo-poo it. I, are they about Bond, these questions? It's a couple of them, are All right, they? go nuts. I'm up for it, whatever they are. All right, all right, here we go then. So this is Andy yep. flying solo. Yep. Who is the Tits. best... No, no, not hmm. like that. This isn't catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> Who is the best Bond and what is the best Bond film? Okay, well, I'm, o- I'm only a casual Bond fan, mm-hmm. but... Uh, this isn't the right answer, I understand. Right. But I just I just grew up liking Roger Moore, and I realised deep down that it was a cheap, chintzy, tinselly choice, but he's more of a cartoon. They're the ones I watched when I was younger. Yeah. My favourite Bond films are things like The Man with the Golden Gun, as mm-hmm. a result. I like any Bond film that's got... What's his um, CIA friend? Uh, Felix. Felix Leiter. Leiter. Any, of, any Bond film where Felix Leiter comes along just reassures me I just feel like oh that's nice James has got a friend and I feel I feel very cosy when Felix comes along he's in most of them is he really yeah I've, is in he fact really? I think he's in all of them apart no. from two I just don't remember him in most of them I remember him in a few of them but any time he comes along I feel really happy that James isn't all alone in fact he's in all of them apart from Blimey. Quantum of Solace and Spectre well that's amazing that and Skyfall I, in my head he's in about three but I'm going to say the man with the golden gun and a bit class here live and let die nice yeah. okay so in your opinion what is the worst Bond film and who is the worst Bond oh uh, mm, the worst Bond film um ah, I mean I don't know I, I, I'm not I haven't Octopus is pretty ropey isn't it I am um, mm. but then I suspect that George Lazenby is much better than I remember and on Her Majesty. But as a kid, watching on Her Majesty's Secret Service and going, that's not one of the two right ones, yeah. made me really prejudiced against Just it. Just as a kid, Her Majesty's Secret Service is a bit boring. Yeah. What do you, what, what do you think is the worst Bond film? Because you're the <sighs> Spectre. I oh, really? Yeah, by Miles. Ah, that was the last one, right? Yeah. Yeah, I... Interesting. I haven't seen it. That's a real fall-off, isn't it? Because mm. what's the one where there was a bit of gayness going on? Skyfall. Yeah, that's that's not bad. Hmm. Anyway, yeah, all right. Spectre it is, guys. And the worst Bond? The, oh, the worst Bond. Um, In your opinion? Yeah. I, I'm just going to go Piers Brosnan because I hate him from Nomads now. Good, okay. Uh, who would you have as James Bond next? Oh, um, well, I don't want... Is there actually people going like, it should be a woman? Because I don't think that's true. I don't think it should be a woman. It comes up in the papers. Okay, well, I, I don't think it should be. Hmm. Who would I have? I would have somebody like... Who's the bloke who plays Stringer Bell from... Idris Elba. Yeah, is he in the mix? Yeah. All right, I'd have... I'd, I think he'd be good. Popular choice. Yeah? Yeah. Or I'd have someone... A midget. A midget? Yeah. Okay. One like, of the time bandits? Can we have the guy who plays Tyrion Lannister? He'd be cool. Oh, yeah. What's his name? Can't remember. Oh, Peter... Dinklage. Yeah, I like him. Yeah, because it sounds like a penis as well. Mm, and I mean, it sounds... i got my Dinklage. Yeah, he's got a very Dickensian surname. He's great. He is brilliant. Have you seen Three Billboards? Yeah, I didn't think it was all that. Oh, but he was only in it for about 10 minutes. He was brilliant. Oh, he is brilliant. Right, you're going to like these ones. Bond is full of stupid names like Money Penny, Small Bone and Good Head... Give me your best Bond lady name now. Wow. Oh, I should have prepared this, shouldn't I? That's why I sent them to you in advance. But... Uh, yeah, no, I understand. Um, yeah. Velvet Curtains. Oh, I like that. Velvet Curtains. That's good. So, in the same vein, yeah. uh, give me the best Bond film title that you've just made up. A Taste for Excitement. A taste for Excitement. Yeah, Bond in A Taste for Excitement. Yep, that'll work. Okay. Citadel of... S- S- Citadel of Shoes. 
Oh, that's even better. Thank you. Citadel of Shoes. Yeah, I like that. There's a lot of mystery there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, so, a hypothetical fistfight takes place between Simon Templer, the saint, yeah. and James Bond 007. Who yeah. wins? Um, probably the nomad version of James Bond 007. Brilliant. Okay. Because the saint kills him first, then he comes back as a nomad and graffiti's all over the saint's halo. <laughs> Brilliant. So it just says cock every time it comes yeah. out. <laughs> Finally, you're stranded on a desert island with Connery, Lazenby, Moore, Dalton, Brosnan and Craig. Who do you elect as leader to devise your rescue attempt? And if it fails, who do you eat first? Well, who do I get on the island again? All the Bonds. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that was the connection. I should have just said that. As the leader... Um, probably Craig. Mm-hmm. He's a hard-ass. Yeah. Uh, and if it all goes wrong we'll eat Craig first because he's the project leader and they always get fired on The Apprentice and that's why our island would be very much muddled on path the buck stops there yeah well Andy thank you so much for being a nomad with me today a know-all nomad on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns